Hey, what's up, my monkeys? You're listening to the Arm Day Podcast with your old buddy, Uncle Silverback. Today is Sunday. It's the 29th of July, 2012. Let's go ahead and get some of the contact information out of the way. If you want to contact me, send an email or an MP3. If you've done a review or you have an idea for a review, uh, you can always do that at thearmedape at gmail.com. Again, that's thearmedape at gmail.com, and that's all one word. And if you send in an email or an MP3, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you've done a review. You can always contact me and say, That is awesome! Or you might want to say, <sighs> What a douche. Either way, I'll be happy to hear from you. Hey guys, one more quick thing on contacting the show. I'm trying something new over on the website. And this would be if you go to thearmedape.com, you'll notice a little rectangular box on the right-hand side, and it says send voicemail. What this does once you click on it is it allows you to record an audio file for the show, and then you can just send it to me right from your computer. And it will either use your computer's built-in microphone, so if you've got a laptop or something like that, or if you're using a headset or you've got a USB-type mic that you've got plugged in, you can just go and click on that, and then you can use that. And it has a couple of features that I like. Number one, it has a little peak meter so that you can make sure that you're not talking too loud. Sometimes when the volume is up too much, it makes the audio sound real gravelly and distorted. Uh, the other thing I like about it is it has a timer. So once you start recording, the timer starts. It has a 10-minute record limit uh, per message that you can send. So what's nice about it, if you're doing a review, you can make sure that you're not going to get cut off. Um, one thing that I've noticed about it with testing is once you hit record, it starts automatically. So with that, if you're going to go over and, and do that, once you hit start recording, just count to about three or four. That'll give you some lead time. Also, when you're done with your message, uh, count about three or four seconds and let it go. Um, that way you don't get cut off or anything like that. Uh, I do have an example of uh, a guy that had sent one in using the, the same system I've got set up for my other podcast, which is Firearms Cafe. Uh, so he sent that in over there, and I'll play that here in a, in a couple of seconds. Um, one of the main reasons I'm using this is because, number one, it's I, I think it's going to be easier for people to do. Uh, I also think it's going to be, number two, uh, a much better audio quality source. And um, number three, if somebody is calling from out of the out of the uh, U.S., it doesn't cost anything. Uh, right now, the company that does it is they're providing it free for podcasters and people with websites and stuff like that. I don't know if in the future, once they sort of get everything up and running, if they're going to charge for it. If they do, I don't know whether or not I'll keep it. Uh, you know, if it was something like $20 a month, it's going to be too much. But if it was something you know, like four or five bucks a month and people are actually using it, I think I would go ahead and keep it. But I can tell you from the from the testing I've done and from 
the message that I'll play for you guys here in a little bit, that the audio quality is a lot, lot better. Um, a lot of times, you know, with cell phones or uh, when you're calling in, they can be kind of distorted or they can drop or they can kind of go in and out, that type of thing. So hopefully this will be able to give us much better audio quality. In fact, I know it will. Uh, so again, if you guys could go over there to the website, thearmedape.com, just click on that, send a quick little shout out or a message or a review or a question, whatever you got, go ahead and do that. And that way, uh, we can get some, some more kind of a variety of stuff and I can play that on the show. And uh, hopefully that will kind of spur more people to go ahead and contact the show. So I'll go ahead and drop in the, uh, voice message that we got from it actually was one that was left over at firearms cafe g'day tony nate uh i'm john thought i'd just let you know that i love your show um so we'll see how this goes catch you later hopefully with that you guys will be able to hear that the audio quality is much much better than some of the stuff for google voice and i i think i mentioned it earlier I don't recall, but I think I did that. I'm still going to keep the, the voicemail. Uh, so if you want to, if it's easier or more convenient for you to call in that way, uh, please go ahead and do that. Uh, but like I said, if you happen to have a little bit extra time or if you're going to want to send in a review, go ahead and try it that way. I, I think you'll, you'll, uh, your review will be clearer. I think it'll be a, um, uh, just a lot higher audio quality. And I know, uh, you know, since I don't have an example of maybe a, a Google Voice thing, alongside of that it may be a little bit harder to tell or to kind of remember what some of the older reviews and things sounded like but believe me it's a lot better audio quality so all right now speaking of contact we do have an email from a person by the name of Wofat, and i'm going to go ahead and jump in with that he writes tony i'm a longtime fan of both shows apologies for answering a question posted way back in march but i'm catching up on all my podcasts from the beginning including your two shows and just heard episode 54 of the arm date podcast last night an emailer wrote in about using a lawn chair bag to conceal his shotgun and wondered if anyone had any ideas on ammunition and by this he means being able to carry extra ammunition I have been thinking about utilizing this idea of concealed shotgun carry myself since I live in the gun-unfriendly locale known as New Jersey. Yes, there are pro-gun people here. I actually belong to the New Jersey Second Amendment Society, which just celebrated its second anniversary. Plus, there are approximately one million gun owners in New Jersey. Our goal is to get all one million involved in fighting for our gun rights to turn the state around. Anyway, as you mentioned... Your emailer asked if uh, for an idea for ammo carry with his lawn chair bag, and I thought about my shotgun belt. Cheap, on sale at Midway for under $15. It's a thick nylon belt with a strong plastic clip-style buckle. It holds tightly 25, 20, or 12-gauge shells. I actually keep it slipped into my go-bag with the buckle exposed for a quick withdrawal in case of shit hits the fan. It occurred to me that with a couple of strips of Velcro, or for the copyright fear, some hook-and-loop strips, sewn close to the top of the bag and to and uh, the other side of the belt, that it would be very easy to mount the end of the belt to the top of the lawn bag and let the balance hang into the bag. It wouldn't be too difficult when removing the shotgun from the bag to also grab the belt and tear it free from the Velcro and toss it over the shoulder for quick access 
or wrap it around your waist if time is available. Personally, my thinking is to have the shotgun loaded and possibly having a side saddle to ensure that reloading from the ammo belt could be delayed until you've had enough time to properly put on the belt or at least slip it over your head and shoulder to avoid handling the belt and the shotgun while dealing with a situation. I think this is a pretty good idea. I don't mind sharing it with you and your listeners. I only ask if someone takes my idea and turns it into a moneymaker that they cut me in on a fair share of the profits as the idea's originator. Winky face! Keep up the good work on both shows. I have learned a lot about many things from bad movies, which I love, to great other podcasts, to great simple survival tactics that I can easily work into my low-budget lifestyle. I especially liked your early Firearms Cafe segments on the court system. If you have anything else from that time in your life that you'd like to share, I imagine I wouldn't be the only one to find it useful and entertaining. All right, well, thanks for sending that in, Wolfat. And there are a couple of things here. First, uh, boy, having to live in New Jersey with the very, very draconian, it's really about the only way you can describe it. Uh, it it goes much much beyond uh, restriction. It's uh, a lot of very nonsensical laws that you have to put up with. <laughs> I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. Now speaking of that, just make sure as long as you've got, if you are going to do that idea of concealing the shotgun, make sure that they can would consider that to be a case, and they wouldn't consider it to be intentionally concealing the weapon. I know you have very strict regulations on when and where and and even how you can transport it um, also with the amount of ammunition you need to make sure that you're not that if you got stopped that you wouldn't be in trouble i'm not real familiar with a lot of the subtleties of new jersey laws i just know that there's a lot of a lot of restrictions for you guys um, also he had mentioned the uh, new jersey second amendment society and he gave a, a website link, which is NJ2ASO, New Jersey Second Amendment Society.com. And they, I guess they also have a presence on Facebook. And what I'll do in the show notes, I'll put in uh, a link to go to that website. Right, now, as far as the idea of using that shotgun belt, I think that's, a, that's actually a pretty good idea. When you think about it, you, what it would let you do is carry about a case of, not a case, gee whiz, a box of ammunition, which is going to, shotgun shells, is going to be about 25 shells. Um, I went over to Midway's uh, website, and I I clicked on the one that I think he's talking about. And I will also put a link to that over in the show notes uh, for this show. And the one I'm looking at that I think he's talking about is the Allen... It's called Allen Shot Shell Ammunition Carrier Belt Adjustable 25 Round Nylon Black. Is you know, if you were going to type in that whole thing, but uh, you could probably just type in Allen Shotgun uh, or Shot Shell Belt, and that would come up. Uh, the price they have on there right now is it's eight dollars and seventy nine cents. So probably with shipping, uh, like he was saying in the email, you'll still come in under fifteen dollars. Uh, but I think it's a good way to kind of corral the shells. Uh, and especially if you were going to have it, like he was saying, you know, you've got a piece of Velcro sewed onto the top of the bag, a big a big thick strip of it. And then on the inside of the belt, up near the, the buckle, you've got another one. And then you can just mate those two together. 
uh, and, and then the other the remainder will just hang down in there. So I actually think that's a pretty neat idea. If you actually do uh, mod that up, uh, send us a review into the show on how it worked, on, on the difficulties you had, if any, that type of stuff. Uh, and if you're going to do that, I'd say try and maybe use that new send voicemail thing over at the website. Uh, but anyway, enough plugging on that stuff. Uh, let's see if there was anything else that he had talked about in there. Um, oh, when he had talked about it at the end of the email, uh, on on one of my other shows on uh, Firearms Cafe, and I, I can't remember the number of it, I had talked about my time as a probation officer and going into courts and what that was like. And I also talked about, uh, on a different show, I talked about sort of like the, the criminal mindset of the people that I dealt with and, and kind of what I learned from the many years of being a probation officer of how those people thought and what they did. And I may revisit that again here uh, or even uh, maybe do a, a follow-up thing maybe on this show uh, or if I do kind of a follow-up thing again on Firearms Cafe, I'll, I'll certainly let you guys know on that as well. It had been, uh, so let's go ahead and jump in kind of with the rest of the show. It had been a couple of weeks since I'd been able to put out a show. Actually, this time I actually have a good excuse. We were gone on vacation and we left, let's say on a, you know, like on a, we left on a Saturday, didn't come back till, so we were there that weekend, didn't come back till Sunday. So by the time I got home, actually two weeks or two weekends had, uh, had passed and then, uh, getting back home and getting settled in and everything. And uh, for me, I really don't have too much time other than the weekends to be able to, you know, put out the, to record the show and edit it and and get it all sent to the website and all that other stuff. Um, We went to Northern California and I'd never been uh, up in the Northern part of California. I am not a big fan of California again, because they have uh, a lot of restrictive gun laws uh, and they have a lot of other just nonsensical nanny state paternalism type stuff that goes on there. And my experience with California has pretty much been in Southern California. Um, Northern California is so different, not only in the, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, like the lay of the land, you know what I mean? The, uh, like the vegetation and and all that stuff, it's it's um, of course you're you're going up much further north. It's a lot like uh, where we were at was the border right between Oregon and California, and we were right up on the coast. So I came living in Arizona. I came from where it was getting to be like 110, 112 degrees to the area where we were. And the high was 60 and the low was 50. And because of the the location of the area that we were at, that's pretty much how it is year-round. And the only thing that really kind of varies is maybe the amount of sunshine that that comes. And for them, we were talking to some local people, and they were saying that for them, their kind of sunny time when the sun's out more is more in September and stuff. So... uh, we may end up maybe going back there next year or something like that. I really liked the area. One of the things I liked about it was you could either be sort of on the beach or you could, which, you know, in five minutes you could be to the beach. In 10 or 15 minutes you could be deep in the in the redwoods. 
Um, and then when you're up in there, there's a place called, um, I think it was called Smith River. Uh, and there's lots of places where you can go down, you can play in the river. And so, again, as an example from the temperature variation, we went from basically 60s down where we were, going up into the woods where some parts of that it would it would be like high 60s, low 70s, and then you could go to some further parts down, and this would just be as you were heading south. You could go into... Um, the temperature went up like into the 80s and but you would be down by the river and it would still be super nice and nice cool water and you could splash around and play in there so really pretty place i'd recommend people go there the only thing again that you know if you're a person who who carries arm of course and you have a, a concealed carry permit california does not recognize anybody else's permit system um, whether or not there'll ever be a national recognized carry system uh, and not necessarily a like a federal permit but what they're trying to do is much like your driver's license if you've got a you know a new jersey driver's license you can still drive a car in arizona with not ha- you don't have to do anything uh, special to do that so they're what they're that's what they're trying to do with reciprocity uh, basically saying that any state that issues a permit whether it's a shall issue or may issue state wouldn't matter is that you uh, so uh, Arizona again where I live even though we have constitutional carry we also have uh, we still retain the permit system um, which actually mine is due to expire next year and I'm still going to I'll still always have one uh, again just because you do get reciprocity I think right now Arizona I want to say there's 30, at least 31 states that may be up to 33 now that honor their permit. Um, also, when we flew in, I actually wasn't able to take a firearm with me because, again, our, our sort of our final destination was going to be California. But we flew into Oregon, where I, I think I could have taken one because they have open carry. So I could have carried there. And, and just done it openly while we were there. But we were only there really for a day. Uh, we actually flew into, um, the town we flew into was Medford. And then we got a car and headed down into California. And the city we were in was a, a, a town called Crescent City, which is a small little town. It's a really neat place. I like it. Uh, but anyway, um, so I, I, I did not uh, end up taking any firearms with me this trip. Uh and it's a really kind of weird, kind of creepy feeling when you're so used to carrying all the time not to have it with you. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times we talk about, you know, preparedness and being aware of things and, and not getting yourself into situations uh, when you're armed. And, of course, it's doubly so uh, when you're not. You really need to be aware of your surroundings. You really need to be aware of... Um, who's approaching you, how close people are getting. And it's not really a paranoia thing. I never felt fearful or anything like that, but you, you just need to be aware uh, and you need to be able to make sure you've got distance, especially if you've got your, you know, your family and your, your kids and stuff with you. You, uh, you don't want them to anything ever bad to happen to them or you don't want them to even see anything bad. You know, if you ever had to kind of fight somebody who was attacking you you uh, you don't want your kids to have to go through that kind of trauma or yourself for that matter 
Uh, but anyway, speaking of the people down uh, up there, the attitude up there, it's it's so different than in Southern California. Nobody was uptight. Everybody was pretty laid back. And I, yeah, I understand this is a blanket statement, but everybody we kind of met or talked to was real laid back. When you're driving down the road, if somebody kind of uh, you know needed to get in or merge with traffic, people let you in. Um, and if if people were kind of slowed down, and I, I saw this a couple of times where on the kind of the main highway, people were actually just stopped and they were letting some people either get across is what we saw one time. And another time they were letting this guy who was kind of having a little bit of trouble turn around, get onto the road and go. And everybody just kind of relaxed and sat there. And the 10 seconds that it took for this guy to accomplish the thing that he wanted to get accomplished was done. And then everybody drove on. Nobody was honking their horn or cursing in there or screaming or yelling or getting uptight. Um, so it was a. It, it reminds me a lot of times, certain places in, in the country, especially in the South. Um, I, I think I told you guys not uh, maybe on the last show or the show before last that I had gone back to Oklahoma where my uh, dad lives, and it it and uh, he lives in Tulsa, and it is a different. It's a different attitude there. I can't. I don't really know how to dis, to describe it other than it, it kind of puts you in mind there, at least of that southern hospitality, and that's kind of what I saw up in that northern California and Oregon area where we were there. Um, although it was more, it was more kind of like a not like a hippie thing, but like a just like a real laid back and hey, don't worry about it, and we'll get to it. So, you know, we were also talking to a couple other local people. And telling them, oh, it's our first time here and stuff. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, but sometimes, you know, you'll go into a restaurant and it takes them a little while to get to you. And it's not that they're blowing you off. It's just, you know, it's just a slower pace of life around here. Uh, so I would recommend, you know, uh, normally I don't recommend going where you can't carry a, a, a firearm. But, man, I tell you, when we went up into those redwoods, it was so beautiful. And they're so, they're just it's stunning how big they are. It really puts a lot of stuff in perspective. And then especially when you get into that deep vegetation. Um, I, you know, out the, the woods and stuff that I'm used to, even the mountains out here in Arizona, they are not that just thick, thick woods that you have out in California and Oregon. And I could see how you could easily get very turned around in those woods and, and end up being lost there. Um, but it, it, it's so beautiful. But anyway, the, 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 one of the things I was going to talk about it because the woods are so thick is you've got so much vegetation there. The air is just pristine, especially when you go back in a little bit and it's quiet and you can hear, you know, little creeks and streams and you can hear the birds. And, and if you're, if you're paying a little bit of attention, you can, t- like the birds will be chirping off in the distance and you'll hear them stop and then you'll hear other people coming. So it's really kind of cool how if you, if you pay attention to some of the signals you're getting out in the woods, and I'm a total tenderfoot when it comes to that stuff, but even I could pick up on that. So, um, but in- anyway, uh, I would highly recommend somebody that you guys go out there if you ever get a chance to go out and see that stuff. Uh, it- it's well worth it. You know, another thing that kind of came up uh, while we were gone on vacation, and 
we really didn't watch any TV or anything. I didn't listen to any news. Um, I had taken my, I had my iPhone with me, and so I had a bunch of podcasts and things on there that I listened to. And um, so I wasn't so much in contact with what was going on. Um, but I saw when we got back, there was like the big uh, to-do about Chick-fil-A. And I guess, and I didn't really pay too much attention to it, but I guess they were saying that uh, the Jim Henson company was carrying little puppets or something like that that you could make as part of the toys. And then Chick-fil-A said, or, or when, when Chick-fil-A issued a statement or about uh, gay marriage that they they were, I guess, against it and that they supported marriage between a man and a woman. And then the Jim Henson company who supports gay marriage says, ah, we don't want to do business with you. So then Chick-fil-A supposedly issued a statement saying, ah, their toys are shitty, which really wasn't the case. Um and then so there's a there's a big hubbub and roar about a lot of people are saying, oh, boycott Chick-fil-A. And a lot of people are and the people who are on the other side are saying, well, you should support them because they're at least they were honest about their stance and blah, blah, blah. But the thing that I found most disturbing about the whole thing was when the oh, I forget his name, that douchebag mayor of of I think it's Boston. Um, is it Minio or? I don't know. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he he had issued a statement. I think maybe some people, some uh, council people, even in Chicago, had issued some statements, basically saying that if Chick Fil A tried to come in there, they were going to make it as difficult as possible or outright deny them business permits based on on the statement that they had, and they're saying that they were basically anti-gay and so that they weren't going to allow them in there which I thought was government overreach. Whether whether you come down on one side or, or, or the other on the whole gay marriage thing, for me, I don't care. if whoever People can marry whoever they want to marry. You guys know if you've listened to the show for any length of time, I'm a libertarian. And as long as you're not doing something that is hurting somebody else, as long as you're not infringing on someone else, or your actions are causing, maybe not direct actions like an attack, but... You know, you're you're dumping garbage on somebody else's land. As long as you're not doing something like that, where you're affecting somebody else, leave leave people alone. Let them do what they want. Um, this country would be much better off if people just minded their own business, and especially the government. Uh, there's no, the, uh, I don't know that they'll be able to kind of make that kind of stand on there because. And here's the thing, and and you may say, well, I support you know, Mr. Douchebag Mayor. Uh, for doing that because I support gay rights and this and that. But what you have to understand is if that mayor can arbitrarily deny a business for a philosophical stance on something, they could also deny a business, let's say like a Cabela's or a Bass Pro Shop because they're pro-gun. And they say, hey, we, we... uh, if you when you walk into Cabela's, basically there's a little sign there that says that they um, they support concealed carry, and that concealed carry people are welcomed in their in their store, and uh, open carriers as well. So uh, at least that's what it says out here at, at the at the one out here in Arizona. But imagine if they were saying, well, we're not going to let Cabela's open up because they're pro-gun and I'm anti-gun. 
Or if the mayor, they would never say this, but if the mayor said, well, we're not, I'm not going to let this restaurant come in because they let interracial couples into their store and they serve them. They support marriage between uh, the different races. You know, you would say, well, I, you know, that's not right. I don't stand for that. You know, they, and the government's kind of overreaching. And how is that any of their business? Um, you know, and so, again, we go back to a lot of the things with, you know, free market stuff. And what you're seeing is the, the, the free market is kind of working in that Chick-fil-A scandal or whatever you want to call it. But there are several people now who are saying, well, we're going to support them. There are several people now who are saying, well, I'm never going to go to their restaurant until they, you know, unless they change their policy, unless they say, hey, we were, you know, wrong on this and blah, blah, blah. But uh, again, my main point is that the government should not be involved in that. We have, uh, as, as you know, I feel we have way too much government uh, in the, in the, uh, the amount of regulations and nonsensical laws and the bureaucracies that are set up are, are just running rampant in this country. So, um, oh, kind of speaking of that kind of stuff, I have been getting uh, more, a few more supplies and getting my um, pantry a little bit better in better shape. And I would encourage you guys to do that. There, I think uh, with this upcoming election, uh, let's say if good old Mittens wins and he's in the Oval Office there, I don't think much is going to change in far as uh, as policy, either military policy, foreign policy, economic policy. None of that stuff is really going to change. Uh, they may try and change it a little itty-bitty teeny tiny things, but... For the most part, things are going to continue to roll on. I think our economy is going to continue to go down. And I think it, it's a good bet to go and get at least probably a three-month supply of, of food. Um, there is also that three-month supply of food, really, if you have that. And if you had enough for your family to eat for three months just out of that, realistically... The food isn't going to disappear off the shelves like magic. And even as the economy kind of goes down, uh, which I think is still going to go down before it, it turns around, uh, but let's say if there were food shortages, so you could still get some stuff or, uh, you know, there's really not shortages, but things are just getting really expensive uh, because the dollar is being devalued more and more. If that happens and if you had your three-month supply, you could probably stretch that out to maybe six months um, because you're not going to eat just solely out of that. You could buy, uh, you know, maybe you don't buy as much meat and stuff and use some of your dehydrated or freeze-dried meats uh, to cook with and things like that. So uh, like I said, for me, I would ultimately like to get to where I would have one full year of food stored up. I don't have anywhere near that. And it's funny, I go in waves of having, uh, you know, my, my the thing gets stocked up and then I kind of start eating, we kind of start eating and doing stuff out of there and it kind of goes back down and then I have to go back up again. And so I'm in the process again of, you know, getting things sort of built up and everything like that. So if any of you guys have any experience with uh, some of the freeze-dried stuff or some of the um, dehydrated food or if you dehydrate your own stuff... Uh, leave a message for the show over at the website. 
and let us know kind of what maybe some of your favorite things are. I know, of course, taste is relative, but uh, some of the things that you've had experiences with are good or bad type things uh, or brands that you thought were good. Uh, Also, if there's anybody out there that actually dehydrates their own food, uh, that's something that maybe we are going to look into uh, look into getting into. I'd like to get a uh, a dehydrator, and that way I can buy when things are in season. Uh, and we're going to also try and start to do a little bit more stuff, maybe from like farmers markets, uh, so that I can get a lot of the fresh food. Like I could go and buy a ton of carrots, and then just chop them up, and then dehydrate them and store them that way. So. All right, guys. Well, I think I've kind of rambled on long enough. I know it's not a super long show today, but I appreciate you guys sticking with me. I hope you got something out of the show. I know it was kind of all over the place today, uh, but I did want to put something out for you guys. All right, my monkeys, take care. I'll talk to you next time. This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it.